Good morning. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness, I am coming to you from Southampton. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm coming to you from my friend's house and I'm trying to be a little bit quieter because she is um, still asleep, as a lot of people are still asleep at this time of the day. Um, so, uh, if you hear somebody shouting, shut up. It will be my friend because <laughs> I'll have woken her up. Um, anyway, I had a lovely time yesterday. My throat is a little bit um, raw because we went to a karaoke place. Uh, so we did a lot of singing. Um, so, yeah, great fun. And uh, yes, I had a wonderful, wonderful time. And it was so nice to be out and about. Um, so... I do have, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I do have a mention um, for two uh, people, a little boy called George and a little girl called Lily. Uh, so hi to both of you. And um, you both sent me in the, the answer to the riddle, um, not, not yesterday's riddle, the day before. But sometimes I forget <laughs> that... Um, people don't always listen to the stories at the same time of day. They don't all, some listen in the morning, some listen in the afternoon. And some uh, also because, uh, some listen at bedtime, obviously, but also because there are 147 countries listening in, um, there are lots of different time zones. So it could be, um, half past six in the morning when I'm recording it but um, somewhere else it could be oh eight o'clock at night or something at, you know so this is something I forget and I uh, apologize but it also means that sometimes <clears throat> I've already recorded because I don't look at my messages sort of after a certain time um, so Apologies to George and Lily who sent me, who sent the answer in um, after that time and I didn't check before I which I should do and I do apologize for that. So the answer that they both give gave was um, yesterday, today and tomorrow because it was the how can you say three consecutive days without mentioning a um, day of the week. So well done. You both got it right. Absolutely perfect. Now, George, you did ask, <clears throat> excuse me, if I could read some more of the wishing chair stories. And I am so sorry, but there just aren't any more of the um the stories left we've read them all i'm afraid um and do you know what i know how you feel because i know when i finished them i was like but i want to read more i want to know more what happens so i know exactly what you mean <clears throat> however um i can't if there aren't any um uh, mr men books i do still have a few that i 
I can read. Um, so I will be reading those. Um, so please carry on listening and um, yeah, we will get get around to some Mr. Men. Um, <clears throat> if you do have any other suggestions, um, any other stories that you like, then please um, tell me and I will try and find them for you. Anyway, um, right, so uh, yesterday's riddle was I make two people out of one. What am I? Well, Susie, you messaged in and said a mirror. Of course it's a mirror. Well done, you. So, <clears throat> I do apologise. I shouldn't go singing, should I? Because my throat's not, not what it should be. Um, anyway, today's riddle la, 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 is actually a good one. I like this one. I didn't know it, of course, because that's just, you know, that's just normal, isn't it? I didn't know it, but once I knew the answer, it was obvious. Uh, okay, so twen there were 20 people in an empty square room. Each person has full sight of the entire room and everyone in it without moving their head or body or any moving at all, just their eyes. Okay. Where can you put an apple in the room so that all but one person can see it. Where, where, oh where? I think this is a really good one. And I can't wait to see who comes up with the answers. I'm quite looking forward to this. Um, <clears throat> oh, dear me. So the fun fact for the day, wow, is about bears. And apparently, while they're hibernating, bears do not go for a wee. Their bodies convert all their waste into protein to help keep them alive. I really, really, really wish that my body did exactly the same um, because then when I was asleep I wouldn't wake up needing a wee so badly and having to get out of my warm comfortable bed oh that would be so nice <laughs> if it just stored it and turned it into protein to just help me keep alive over overnight I think that's brilliant um, so it's, that's why they can hibernate for so long and still stay alive. Wowzers. So there you go. Now you know what happens with bears We Just what you always wanted to know, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, 
Um, what day is it today, apart from being Sunday, obviously, and apart from being the 26th of February? Nearly the end of February already. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> so, I love the days today. Really, really do. Okay, so we've got National Personal Chef Day. I would love to have a, a personal chef. Um, however, saying that, my sister kind of does because she's married to a chef and there are times when he is a pain because he just seems to think that he's always cooking as if he's in his restaurant, not in their own kitchen. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, and she also only gets tiny, tiny dinners because that's that's how they do it in the restaurant so actually no I wouldn't like a personal chef I'd quite like my own size dinners <laughs> it's also national pistachio day <clears throat> and I love pistachios I haven't had any for ages but oh my goodness I really fancy some now might get some on the way home um and it's <laughs> I love for Pete's sake day. Okay. So who's heard the expression. For Pete's sake. Have you heard that? It's. Um, it's a day that celebrates. All the. <clears throat> all the things that we say. Instead of saying bad things. <laughs> so. Sometimes if you hit your head. Um and hurt it in, instead of other words you say oh sugar um or oh for goodness sake <clears throat> or for pete's sake there we go don't know why we picked on pete though um although it could be because it was saint peter not sure but if you do have a peter in your life or a pete in your life then do something nice for him because it's a it's his day after all um so just make him a cuppa or i don't know buy him a sweet offer him one of your sweets i don't know offer him a biscuit um if you are peatless in your day in your life sorry you have no peats um then well i guess you don't have to be nice but <laughs> But you could celebrate it by just saying, for Pete's sake, as often as you can, all day, all day long, for Pete's sake. <laughs> um, What else is it? It is National Carpe Diem Day. Now, Carpe Diem means seize the day. So it means um, because we're never guaranteed anything in this life. Um, apart from right now at this very minute, um, we're supposed to seize the day and not just make plans for the future, not just save money for the future, not just do anything for the future. We all keep saying, or oh, we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow. We're supposed to seize the day and do it now. So it's National Carpe Diem Day. You're supposed to seize the day. So go for it. 
I really like that one. And my favourite out of all the days today is... Drum roll, please. National Tell-A-Fairy Tale Day. How awesome is that? And how brilliant is that for on my podcast? I mean, that couldn't be any better, could it? So, I thought we would really, really tell a fairy tale. So, I have got, um, oh, excuse me, Uh, let's have a look if I can find it. I have got the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Have we heard it? Well, if we haven't, it's good. (laughs) And if we have, it's still good. The story of Rumpelstiltskin. And it's a once upon a time. So we'll see right at the end if it's a happy ever after as well. Once upon a time, there lived a miller and his wife. They had one daughter who was so clever and so beautiful that her father and mother were always boasting about her, just like I do with my children, I'm afraid. They not only boasted about things she could do, but about things she couldn't do. And one day when the miller went to see the king, he began telling him of all the marvellous things his daughter had done. Your majesty, he said, you can have no idea how clever my daughter is. Last year she spun straw into silver. Yes, silver. And this year she is going to spin it into gold. What? cried the king in astonishment. Spin straw into gold? Impossible! Like all boasters, the miller could not bear to have his story disbelieved. I assure you, my majesty, your majesty, he said, my words are true. My clever and beautiful daughter is going to spin all my straw into gold for me and I shall be a rich man. The king listened and wondered. Miller, he said, such a marvel I have never seen in my life. You must send your daughter to my palace and tell her I want to see her do this thing of which you tell me. I have plenty of straw that I would dearly like to see spun into gold. Oh dear. The miller began to feel frightened. He knew quite well that, clever as his daughter was, she could certainly not spin straw into gold. He began to make excuses and to say that his daughter could not come. I'll cut off your head if you don't send her tomorrow, said the king, who was quite determined that if there was any gold about, he was going to get a good share of it. The miller groaned loudly, 
Oh, bowed and left the palace. He ran home and told his wife all about it. You foolish man, she scolded. Now we shall lose our heads because of your silly tale. You are as bad as I am, he grumbled. I heard you tell the neighbours that our girl was clever enough to spin straw into gold. And I told the king, what are we to do? We must spend, send our daughter to the palace, said the miller's wife, and hope that because of her beauty, the king will forgive her for not being able to do as you say. So the next day, the miller's daughter was hurried to the palace. She was most astonished, for neither her father nor her mother told her the reason why. They left her with the king, who took her by the hand to a large bare room filled with straw. And now, my pretty one, he said, you must spin all this straw into gold for me. Tomorrow morning I shall come back to you, and if you have not done it, as I commanded, I shall have your lovely head cut off. <gasps> With that, he went out of the room and locked the door. The young girl sat there in the greatest astonishment. But spin straw into gold, she said to herself. Why, who ever heard of such a thing? No one can do that. Whatever does the king mean? She sat and thought for some time, and then she began to weep bitterly. I don't want to have my head cut off, she sobbed. It isn't fair to expect me to do an impossible thing. She wept all morning and made her eyes, her pretty eyes red. Just as she was wondering if anyone was going to bring her any dinner, she heard a noise at the window. She looked up. In hopped the funniest little creature with a long black tail that kept twirling in and out and round and round. Now, now, said the creature, what's all this crying about? Tell me what is the matter and maybe I can help. Oh, sir, wept the young girl. The king has shut me up here and told me to spin all this straw into gold. If I haven't finished it by tomorrow morning, I shall have my head cut off. Dear, 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 said the little creature, swirling his tail in and out. What are to do, to be sure? Now, what will you give me if I do your task for you and spin all this straw into gold? Oh, I will give you this lovely necklace of mine, said the young girl. The little creature sat down at the spinning wheel and began to spin. The young girl watched him in amazement, for as the straw went whirring through his fingers, it changed into shining threads of gold. Soon, great piles of gold lay where the straw had been, and before night, every piece had been changed into pure gold. At last, the little man jumped up, took the girl's necklace and said goodbye twirled his black tail three times and then jumped straight out of the window. The young girl went to sleep 
with an easy mind and was awakened by the king coming into the room to see what she had done the day before. When he saw all the straw gone and all the gold heaped up, he was too much astonished to speak. He stood there with his mouth open and 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 stared. This is very good. Very, very good indeed, he thought. I will have more of this. So after he'd given the miller's daughter a good breakfast, he took her into a yet bigger room, where there was twice as much straw as before. Now, my pretty one, turn all this into gold for me, he said. If not, I'll have your head cut off. The young girl could not believe her ears. Turn all this straw into gold too? Oh dear, oh dear, what bad luck had come to her. She sat down at the spinning wheel, weeping bitterly and tried to do as the little creature had done yesterday. But the straw remained straw and no gold came at all. Suddenly, in at the window hopped the tiny creature again, twirling his tail even more quickly than before. Stop crying, he said. I'll do it all for you if you'll give me your diamond ring. The girl dried her eyes at once and joyfully watched the little man spinning the straw into gold. Whirr, whirr, whirr went the wheel, and soon piles of golden threads lay on the floor. But the young girl could not see for the life of her how it was done. When night came, the creature took her diamond ring, called goodbye, and jumped out of the window with a last twirl of his tail. The king was delighted next morning to see the room filled with shining gold. You are certainly a wonderfully clever little maiden, he told the miller's daughter. Now come with me to a yet bigger room. If you can spin all the straw there into gold, I will marry you and make you my queen. He took the girl to a huge room filled with piles of straw and there... He left her. He was most pleased with all the gold he had and thought that search how he might, he would never surely be able to find a cleverer or lovelier girl than the miller's daughter. Oh, it would be so very useful to have a wife who could spin him gold whenever he wanted it. No sooner had the king gone than the little creature hopped in at the window again twirling his tail round and round. What can you give me this time if I spin the straw into gold, he asked. I haven't anything more at all I can give you, said the maiden sadly. Well, I shan't do it for nothing, said the little man. I know you must make me a promise. Well, what shall I promise, asked the maiden. Promise me, said the creature, that when you are queen and have a little baby born to you, you will give it to me. 
Well, the miller's daughter promised, for she didn't think for one moment that the king meant to marry her, so she thought that she would be safe. The little creature set to work and soon finished spinning all the straw. Then he said goodbye and went. And the last thing the the girl saw of him was a twirl of his tail. Now, the king was so delighted with his third lot of gold that he kept his word and, much to her delight, married the miller's daughter. She made a good queen and was overjoyed when her little baby boy was born to her. She was hugging him close one day when who should pop into the room but the little creature again. What have you come for? asked the queen in fright. Have you forgotten your promise? asked the little man, twirling his tail. I want your baby. Oh no, cried the queen, suddenly remembering the promise she had made. No, little creature, no. I cannot forget. I cannot give you my darling baby. Ask me anything else but that. The little man grinned and twirled his tail even more quickly. I'll give you a chance, he said. Find out in three days what my name is and you shall keep your baby. Then off he hopped. The queen thought of all the names she knew and when next the little creature came, she told him them. Is it Arthur or John or Peter, Paul or William or James, she asked. But no matter what name she said, the creature laughed and shook his head. (gasps) Next day, the queen sent messengers all over her kingdom to collect the strangest names there were. For surely, she thought, such a peculiar creature must have a peculiar name. Is your name Spindlelegs, Squinty or Roll Around, she asked. Is it Twisty Tail, Bandy Shanks or Crooked Nose? No, 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 shouted the little creature, twirling his tail fast. Tomorrow I shall have your baby. The poor queen sent messengers out once more, but alas, they could find no more strange names. One, however, had a strange story to tell. I was in a dark forest, he said, when I suddenly heard a noise of singing. I crept up to see who it was, and in a little clearing among the trees, I saw a tiny red-roofed cottage. In front of it danced the oddest little creature with a long black tail that twirled in and out and round and round. On his head was a tray of new-baked loaves and they all bounced up and down as he sang and danced. The song he sang was this. Today I brew, tonight I bake, tomorrow the queen's child I shall take. For guess as she will, she never will know that my name is Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, the queen listened eagerly, for she knew quite well who the little black-tailed creature was. When the next day came, she saw that he had brought a basket to take away her baby. Well, do you know my name? he asked. Is it Hugh? she asked, pretending not to know. 
No, it is not, shouted the little creature, twirling his tail. Is it Joseph, then? No, it is not, shouted the tiny man, twirling his tail so fast that it really couldn't be seen. Is it Charles? asked the Queen, sadly, as if she could think of no more names. No, it is not, shouted the creature, and jumped to get the baby. But the Queen held him off. Then it must be Rumpelstiltskin, she cried. Oh, 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 screamed the little man in a rage. The witches have told you. Yes, they have. He stamped on the ground and twirled his tail so hard that it came right off and lay on the floor. He picked it up, popped it into the basket and jumped clean out of the window. And that was the last that the Queen ever heard of him. Though it is said that he still goes around trying to find someone to sew his tail on again for him. (laughs) Well... I enjoyed that story. What about you? Um, I liked that one. That was really good. Did you guess that he was he was called Rumpelstiltskin? I think if somebody told me to guess their name, I would never, ever, ever guess Rumpelstiltskin. It is not a name that I would think of. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Just like the Queen, um, it's a good job that um, one of her messengers was in the forest and heard, wasn't it? Anyway, that was our National Tell-A-Fairy Tale Story Day. Now, you should, there's all, you've got all day and you can read as many fairy tales as you like. <laughs> so... I am going to go and um, get sorted so that I can go home and see my lovely children. And I will see you all again tomorrow. So make sure you seize the day and do something exciting today. Um, And say, for Pete's sake, as many times as you can. And if you've got a Pete in your life, then do something nice for him. (laughs) Anyway, I will go. Um, Make sure that you promise to take care and stay safe. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.